just a story of what God has done, proof of what God can do. In each testimony lies a hope that 
If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Each story is a small chapter, a single page in the greatest story ever told. History's greatest comeback started long ago. In the beginning, God. The same God whose very words sent light into the darkness. The same God who hung the stars in the sky and calls them by their name. The same God who decided the height of every mountaintop and the depth of every sea. Wasn't satisfied until he formed mankind. He wanted you and me. With all the power in heaven and earth, he gave us the choice. We traded good for evil, perfect life for sin. He walked with us, but we walked away. Where he created a garden, we dug a grave. To make it right, we did all we could, but it wasn't enough. Even on our best day, we couldn't measure up. The debt was too great, the price too high. It would take a savior to bring us from death to life. But if he can do it for me. So God sent his son, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. He was perfect. He was sinless, fully man to carry our weight. Fully God, all of hell could not break. He was nailed to a cross that was meant for you and me. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. Laid in darkness, hope was fading. We couldn't see the war he was waging. Three days seemed like an eternity, but it turns out death is no match for the king of kings. God has always been in the business of turning things around. In fact, I hear a cloud of witnesses saying, if he can do it for me, the same savior who makes the blind see, the same savior who puts the lame back on their feet, the same savior who leaves the 99 for the one, the same savior who calls the orphan a daughter or son, the same savior who mends a broken heart, the same savior who gives the sinner a new start. Where we see a grave, he sees a new creation waiting on the other side. I know what he can do. I've seen it in my own life. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you.
his own here in our chest at every door our Savior's knocking oh let him in oh let him out with every yes his kingdom's coming the sound sitting in the county jail and I'm thinking I don't belong here this is as bad as it can get something has to change my name is Chris Bailey and this is my comeback story first 12 years of my life can be summed up with two words inconsistency and instability we moved around a lot. We lived in a bunch of different states. We had a lot of different people in our lives. My mom had a lot of different boyfriends after my dad left. About year 13, age 13, I, I found my first couple best friends my whole life. They happened to be pastor's kids. And that was my first real introduction to Jesus. I had a really good run of about age 13 to age 18 where I was involved in youth group and going to church on Sundays. And after high school, I kind of made a couple bad choices you know that led to you know maybe trying a little bit of beer and then trying a little bit of pot and then trying a little bit of the next thing and the next thing and those bad decisions eventually landed me in jail for felony possession with intent to distribute I saw on the on the activity board I saw a Bible study with Mike Dukes Mike Dukes is somebody I went to church with for several years before so I went to the Bible study and and I stayed afterwards to talk to Mike Deuce because I hadn't seen him in years. And he told me the story about how he hadn't been to that Bible study in it was either three months or six months. And he says, Chris, you know, I hadn't done this Bible study in this, this amount of time. He says, God woke me up this morning 
and told me to get to the jail today. It, was, it just rocked my world. I mean, I was crying with Mike Dukes there at the table in jail. Even after all my bad decisions that got me in this place, God sent somebody after me to be in that place at that time. At first, I wanted to just be free and not be in jail. And so I signed up for a drug court program. I started out with three urinalysis tests a week. I had to be at seven AA or NA meetings a week. I had to do one-on-one -on -one counseling and I had to do group counseling, each of those once a week. And I had to appear in court once a month. I asked my counselor, can, can I go to church in place of a meeting and have a pastor or somebody sign off on it? And they said, yeah. So I, I ran with that. I started going to more church services than meetings. But I'm also, I'm learning how to stick to timelines, uh, deadlines. I'm learning to be a man of my word, learning to, to follow through on everything I'm supposed to do. At different points in the program, they lessen the requirements. I'm at a point where I'm not going to church to get a box checked or to get a signature from a counselor. I'm going to church now because I'm, I'm being freed. It was in that moment that I decided, you know, I'm giving my life back to Christ. I'm going to pursue a relationship with Christ from this moment on. The thing about all this is that it, it wasn't easy. It was a process. It was a long drawn out process. Not everything was lifted overnight. After a set amount of time and, and a set amount of work put in, I was delivered from drug, from drug use. Alcohol abuse, you know, was lifted from me. And then I switched states and I come up here and I meet who is going to be my wife, you know, and I still got a couple things weighing me down. I mean, I'm still not living perfect, I'm living better, but I'm still going through this process of, of being delivered and still being freed. After yet another long chunk of time, I'm finally delivered from smoking. During that process, I've, I've gotten married, I've had two kids, and now I'm back in church and serving the Lord passionately. He's using me in ministry, specifically in youth ministry. He's using me to love on people. He's using me to build people up. He's using me to invest in people, spend time with people, serve them before I serve my own needs. Hopefully, he's gonna use me to be a part of somebody else's comeback as well. Because I know that there's lots of Chris Bailey's out there that are just needing that one person to intercede in their life. I've tried living a life without God, and I've paid some prices for that. Now that I'm living a life that's all about God, I'm seeing the rewards for that. Has it been worth it? Yeah. Yeah. It has. We believe that the application of the message of Christianity is best expressed through the story of changed lives. I want Chris and Emily to stand and let us honor what God has done in your life. This is what grace can do. We believe that Jesus wants a relationship with you, that he's in the business of giving people fresh starts. We call it a comeback. We've been calling it a comeback since the year started. 
you will hear at the end of my message, you'll also see it, the story of Anne-Marie Hayden, another amazing comeback. If we could turn the clock back to when she was 15 and to say, hey, on Easter 2021, uh, your story will be told. No one would have believed it. Anne-Marie and her husband, Scott, would you stand and let us celebrate what God has done in your life. We love you so much. And the young man that did the spoken word, it was so clear, so powerful. His name is Sheen Chowning. His comeback started four years ago. And all of us who've gotten to know him uh, you're just immediately challenged by his passionate love for Jesus. Sheen, would you stand? Thank you for what God's doing in your life. How did these comebacks happen? This is how Peter phrases it in his first letter, chapter 1. Because Jesus was raised from the dead. That's it. That's the greatest comeback. That makes all of these other comebacks possible. What are we seeing in Chris's story? The story of all of those who've been saved. Here's what we see. Next part of the verse. We've been given a brand new life. That's it. And everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And that future starts now. There's an emphasis that right now, today, and this is the day for many people in this room that your comeback We'll start. How is it possible? Let's, possible? Let's press into that a little bit more. Jesus said, and we get this from the book of John, chapter 10, verse 18, no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. Jesus offered himself. There are many people in Jesus' day that were crucified, but none of them had the power to call it off. None of them had the power to come down from a cross. There's a Roman soldier at the foot of the cross where Jesus was crucified. He said, if you're the Christ, if you're the son of the living God, then come down from that cross. Jesus is the one person in all of history who had the power to come down. But he voluntarily gave his life. He endured the shame. He endured the pain. There on that cross, he became the worst of who we are. Peter says he bore our sins in his body on that tree that we might die to sin. Here's the comeback. And live to righteousness. I love the next sentence. By his wounds, we are healed. Isaiah prophesied about that when he says he will be wounded for our transgressions. Bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace will be upon him. And by his stripes, say the last part with me, we are healed. He became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. But the story doesn't end at the cross. Yes, Jesus died, but he didn't stay dead. And this is what Bob Goff writes, and I quote, On Friday, darkness fell. His friends scattered, hope seemed lost, but heaven just started counting to three. We're here today celebrating the third day, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and his victory 
can be your victory. That's how the comeback happens. That's how it starts. That's how it unfolds. After the 9 o'clock service, I just walk around visiting with people, and I'm walking over here because it'll be a long time before I get, forget this spot right here. There are two young men. They came down. One was named Lauren. The other was named Addison in their young 20s. And this lady said, hey, they want to meet you. They introduced themselves, and, you know, I'm thinking, you know, great to meet you. Then they said, we need to get saved. They had sat through the entire service. I had given the invitation, and they said they were about to leave, but what they heard, what they saw, they just couldn't leave. And I said, so do you believe what you heard? Do you believe the story of Jesus? Do you believe he did it for you? Yes. Yes, we do. So I said, I'm going to pray. And the Bible says, if you will confess this with your mouth, believing it in your heart, that you're going to be saved. And we prayed. And you could sense the grip of God's grace. Then I called Pastor David over, and I called Pastor Nate over, and they met them. And they left with a Bible. Their comeback has started. They, they, are, they are just an hour and 30 minutes in to their comeback. Come on, somebody. That's what Easter is all about. Let's praise God that he voluntarily gave his life and victoriously rose. Now, let's apply this. What's the story behind Chris and Anne Marie and Sheen and Lauren and Addison and those of you who know Jesus, what's behind it? Here it is. I'll use the lyrics of the song Graves into Gardens to give us context. First verse I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. That's the human experience. That's where Chris was at age 24 sitting in that jail cell. That's where those two young men were today. That's where Sheen was four years ago. All the pursuits left them still with that emptiness, still with that need, still with that, that, that wonder of what fills this, this vacuum of the human heart. Here's the answer. Then you, notice, capitalized, then you came along. That's speaking of Jesus. Jesus has come along in this service today. He has come along through the songs we have sung. And how about that worship team today? The best. Absolutely the best. And this is their fifth time. They've been pouring out since Friday night at 6 o'clock. One more time. Help me say thanks. The whole team. All of you. You're the best. Jesus has come along. Some of you are here because someone invited you this week and don't take that invitation just as happenstance. God wanted you here. Some of you may have seen a social media post and something just, just checked in your heart and you're here. You're here today. Mike Dukes came into that jail cell that morning and Chris was there. He was broken and in need of Jesus. And this man was coming to do a Bible study. That man happened to be someone that Chris knew from his past. That wasn't happenstance. That person you've been watching, 
because their, their life is working and yours is not. And you have come today, you're not here by just circumstance. There is an appointment. There is a comeback. We're just minutes away from that comeback starting in your life. Now notice, you came along speaking of Jesus and you put me back together. No matter how shattered you are, He can do that. When you see Anne-Marie's story, it starts with shattered pieces and it just gets worse. But Jesus came along. When we started Chris's story, it unfolds until his life is shattered. But Jesus came along, and notice, over time, putting in the commitment, Jesus works. If we could have, could roll the clock back and go into that jail cell when Chris was 24, he's now, well, are you 45 now? Are you 45? 45. You look 32. But of course, I'm wearing glasses now, so I really don't know. Uh, but I'm going with it. So if we could, have, could go back to that moment when he's 24, do you think there would have been any thought that on Easter 2021, we would show a video of the kind of story of an unfolding miracle of grace? And see, someone's right on the verge because Jesus can put you back together. He does it through a process. I, I must clarify that when you think about Christianity, make sure you don't just park the idea of getting saved as now you know you're going to heaven when you die. That's very important. Where you are the second after you die, you can't underestimate the importance of that question. But Christianity is not just for that day, it's for this day. It's not just for eternity, it's for the journey. It's for the journey that we've watched unfold through that video. It's, it's, it's for the journey that Sheen has been on for four years. It's for the journey that those two young men started an hour ago. It's for the journey. He'll put you back together and he'll bring people around your life to help you mount this incredible comeback. Now, when you come out of this verse, you get in the chorus, and here's the chorus. Oh, there's nothing better than you. Let that press into your heart. Jesus, there's nothing better than you. Every Christian in the room, you know that. Those two young men, they know that now. The chorus repeats, and when we sing this at the end of the service, I want us to lift the roof off the place. Every time we sing it, sing it louder. Sing it out of the story of Jesus coming along in your life. What does that mean? He came to you. He came to me. We couldn't get to Him. We're broken, lost, messed up, addicted, filled with shame, overridden with guilt. We couldn't get to Jesus. We were dead in our sin. But Jesus came along and He put us back together. So i got to say, Jesus, there's nothing better than you. Jesus trying to talk about what it's like to be in a relationship with him and be in the, the family of God. He said there was a man who found a treasure. The man so 
was taken by the, the influence of the treasure, he went and sold everything he had and bought the entire field where the treasure was. Because in comparison to what the man had, to what he had discovered, it was so much better. So he would gladly go and sell everything he had in order to experience what he had discovered. Why? Because there's nothing better than Jesus. Now this next part, it says, I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and flaws. Lord, you've seen them all. And I love this next part. It blows my mind. And you still call me friend. How awesome is that? Let, let me add the next part and then we'll break it down. Because the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. and that, There's not a place. There's not a place that mercy and grace won't find me again. In John 15, Jesus is with his disciples. They've been walking it out for three years. Jesus is soon to share what we call the Last Supper, and then he will go to the Garden of Gethsemane. He will be crucified. And the whole Easter story will unfold. When he is in that setting, it's the first time in three years. He's, they've been followers. They've been called disciples. But it's in that moment that he calls them friends. He calls them friends so near the time that Peter would deny him, Judas would sell him out, and Thomas would doubt him. In that moment, he calls them friends. You know about Peter's denial, and Thomas certainly doubted. And after the resurrection, Peter is so filled with shame. He's so confused about it all. He said, I'm going back where I was when Jesus found me, so I'm going fishing. That was his business when Jesus had come along three years prior. And the Bible says every disciple went with him. Every one of them. So they go back to where they were before Jesus found them. And the Bible says in John 21 that Jesus went to them. I'm told that if you go to Israel, you can go right. They, they believe they could show you the spot where Jesus walked up. The disciples are out on a boat and Jesus knows they've been fishing all night. And this is what Jesus says. This is John 21. Look at this. He called out to them. Say it with me. After their failures, he hasn't changed his mind about them. I don't know what your journey's been like recently or over previous months or years. There may have been a time where you had this close relationship with Jesus. It's not that way now. There's a lot of shame for the disconnect and all that has happened. But I want to tell you, Jesus hasn't changed his mind about you. He has come to you. And, and I like the part of the verse that says, there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. I am a testimony of mercy and grace that found me again and again and again. He never changed his mind. He never gave up on me. His mercy reaches to you today. And that's the power that draws you in. That's why on that shore that day, Peter was reconciled to God, reconciled to his purpose, went on to fulfill his destiny because that's the power of God's grace. Then we get into these phrases. 
And it'll be locked in my mind, the power of the moment today when this entire team was singing this. You come to that moment, it's the bridge. You turn mourning to dancing. The grief was around the cross because all hope seemed lost. But heaven was counting to three. And on Sunday, He rose again because God wasn't finished. God's not finished with you. goes on to say, you give beauty for ashes. Only God can do that. Something as burned out, as unsightly, and yet God can give beauty for all of that wreckage. To think that here we are today, and Chris's life is one of influence. Watch this story right here. He works with our students. If Chris has had a profound influence on your life, I want you to stand. That's amazing. People standing in every section. I want to stand here and thank God that Jesus can give beauty for ashes, that Jesus can come along and put us back together, that Jesus can turn our mourning into dancing. I love this part. It says, you turn shame into glory. Shame doesn't get to have a name in this place. The only way it gets to have a name in your life is if you allow yourself to be defined by your past. Allow yourself to be defined by your sinful actions. But the message of Christianity, the reason it's good news, is because you can be defined not by what you've done, but by what He's done. What He's done. See, that's why grace is not just grace, it's amazing grace. This isn't just news I'm sharing with you, it's good news, it's the best news, it certainly isn't fake news. I come with every song we have, with every story we can tell as clearly and as compellingly because this is the news that can change your life. You don't have to be defined by yesterday, your past will not be your future because of God's amazing grace. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody, take a praise break. That, that's amazing. He turns shame. The word glory is a word of weight. It's a word of substance. It's a, it's a word of influence. And when I see all of these people, watch this. If, if Anne Marie's life and her influence has helped you to move forward in Christ. Would you stand just as quickly as you can? Watch this. These people didn't know I was going to ask this question. Look across this. We're, we're lifting up Jesus through what he's done in their lives. And here it is. Shame has turned into this weight of glory, a life of influence. That's why it says you turn graves into gardens. This is a story of death to life. You turn bones into armies. This is where you get restored to purpose. You're, you're despairing and there is no hope. But God starts moving and there's reconciliation, restoration, rehabilitation. And there is the fulfilled purpose of God in your life. You turn seas into highways. That's the Old Testament reference of Israel being at the Red Sea. And Pharaoh has hardened his heart and he's coming to recapture them. 
And there's no way for them. But God makes a way. We're just minutes away from you getting to say, Jesus, what you've done for them, you can do for me, and I need to come back. In my preparation, I felt unusually gripped to say, and there's just a a few people, it could be groups of people, but I'll start with this one. I know that I'm speaking to somebody, and listen to these words, you're on a repeated relapse. And because of that, you say there's no way for you. All this stuff you've heard and seen, that's good for these people, but for you, there's no way. I am supposed to tell you that deliverance is here. His name is Jesus. And there is a way because he will make a way. And that addiction can be broken today. Chris talks about being addicted. But God has broken that addiction and he's been walking out the liberty and freedom of God for years. And what he's done for Chris, he can do for you. Come on, somebody. That's what God can do. For someone I'm talking to and you're in a cycle of failed relationships, your life is one of relational disaster. And you're like, because of all that, there's no way. Well, there is a way. Deliverance is here. His name is Jesus. And today, your comeback starts. talking to someone and you're hurting yourself. It's come to that. The hopeless has reached that level. And I'm supposed to tell you that by his wounds, you're healed. That his scars are enough for both of you. And that kind of stuff stops today. Your comeback starts today. Freedom comes. The despair is going to be broken. He's going to turn that mourning into dancing. Before this service is over, you're going to be celebrating. You're going to be amazed by what's happening in your life. Because I'm telling you, this dark despair is going to be broken by the power of resurrection life. It's in this place today. It's here. It's here. Please please lean in. Watch this story. See yourself in this story. And then I'll give you that invitation for your comeback. My name is Anne Marie, and this is my comeback story. I was raised by a single mom. Um, she was ill-equipped to be a mom. Um, we come from a, um, a culture of brokenness, but she did love me, and she did her best to show me what I needed to do to survive. A big part of that survival was seeking love. Um, just in all the wrong places. So when um, I was 15 years old, I ended up pregnant, pregnant teenager. Um, And shortly after that, I met my husband. We ran into every problem you can imagine. There was drug abuse, alcohol abuse, physical, emotional abuse, um, 
and we certainly um, sought love um, outside of our marriage as well. There was one point um, that it just became so much. I just decided I couldn't handle the pain anymore and um, I grabbed a bottle of pills and I drove out to a, a field, walked out into the middle of the field and I remember just laying down and taking all of them and my last thoughts and words were of forgiveness. I needed to be forgiven. I, I just couldn't, I wasn't strong enough to carry it anymore. And so I just told the Lord, I said, I'm so sorry. I, I can't do this anymore. Please forgive me. And I went to sleep. I thought that was it. I, I really did. It should have been. But God woke me up. <laughs> he woke me up and the, my eyes woke up. I'm laying in the middle of this field and it's the clearest night that I've ever seen. Um, it, it's the ones you see on like movies where it's just stars upon stars. It's layers of stars. I was so mad that God wanted me to continue to walk through this pain. I just said, God, I give up. I give up trying to control the outcome in my life. I literally walked in every step moving forward in a numbness. There wasn't as much conflict in the home, but there also wasn't this happiness, this love, this fulfillment. Um, that we all wanted. It was several years that we lived in this numb state. And then one day, out of the blue, uh, my husband uh, comes to me and he's like, I, I think I want to go to church. When would you like to go to church? And he's like, well, I think I'd like to go this weekend. When we left that Sunday, I, I asked my husband, you know, what he thought. And he says, well, let's let's come back next weekend. And I'm like, okay. I felt the same way. And we just continued to learn what freedom meant. Ultimately, there was, there was a lot we were holding on to that we needed to let go in order to truly be free. I ended up listening to a, a devotional uh, called Abide. This one morning, they were going over the scripture, John 3.16. I heard him say so clearly, John 3.16, For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world, He gave His Son. No, for God so loved me. I was just overcome in that very moment. I, I dropped to my knees and I knew that I needed forgiveness. I needed to repent. I had known God, but I had not received His love. There were so many times in my life that I was seeking that love. I was trying to control situations to get that love. In that moment, I knew that He loved me for me, not for what I could manipulate, but just because I was His. You know, I've, I've lived a broken life. There's brokenness that um, I'm still healing from, but I'm not done and neither is he. My comeback is still being written.
I know that God loves me. I know that he has good plans for me. I know that I have a purpose. Would you help me welcome Anne-Marie and her husband, Scott, Chris, and his wife, Emily, to the stage. I want you to see stories of God's grace, graves into gardens. Chris, he was in a jail cell. Anne-Marie was in a field, but those weren't places his mercy and grace couldn't get to. God's mercy and grace has found you today. It's come to you. And this is your time. This is your comeback. Like your story starts today with your eyes closed. Say, I need that same grace in my life that I see in them. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. The reason I'm asking you to lift your hand is so that I know who I'm praying for and praying with. Just like the young men at the end of the last service, this is your moment. You've come to that point of clarity. Jesus is the answer, and he's ready to put your life back together. Are you ready for your comeback? If the answer is yes, then right now, just as quickly as you can, would you lift your hand all across this place? That's it. Come on, keep lifting. Keep lifting your hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Just keep lifting them. That's it. Your comeback starts today. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Praise God. Hands keep going up. Just keep lifting them. Keep lifting them. This is awesome. Here's what I want to do. I want to ask Scott and Marie, will you just come right down here? Stand there. Chris and Emily, will you come? Stand right there. And we're going to start singing. There's nothing better than you. Many of you lifted your hand. Some of you say, you know what? I want to go and just let them pray with me. Let We have a team of people that will just talk with you. Say, like those two young men, they came up to me and said, we need to get saved. So we'd love to help you. And, and as I start singing, if you lifted your hand and you want to come down here, just step out. Hey, it's a new day. Your comeback starts today. Are you ready? Come on and sing. Come in, then we're going to pray. Better. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Come on down. If you want to come, you come today.
Jesus, thank you for every person that has come forward. And Lord, for all of those that lifted their hands, wherever they are standing, Lord, you're there with them. Your grace is doing something very personal. It's very significant. Right now, Jesus, you are letting each person know that you've come to them. You love them enough to give your life. If they were the only person, you would have done it for them. You love the world, but you love each of us so personally. And I pray for the power of your love to just do something so life-changing right now. The Bible says if you will confess your sins, he'll forgive you. I'm going to lead in a sinner's prayer. And I want everybody to repeat it as an encouragement to those who are praying this for the first time. So repeat after me. Jesus, I open my heart to you. I believe that you died for me, that you rose again so that I could have a changed life. I repent of my sins. I ask you to be my Savior. I ask you to be the Lord and the leader of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and coming my way. Thank you for giving me a comeback, and it starts today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, come on, everybody celebrate with me what Jesus has done today. Some of you, I know, some of you I'm seeing for the first time, I just want to tell you that this choice you've made today, you know it's real. And now this process is has started, and we want to be team comeback in your life. And it's powerful, and it's awesome, and it's incredible. And we are so thankful for this opportunity to be standing with you right now. Let's thank God for all of these amazing people. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, uh, just before you go back to your seats, we're going to give you a Bible. just want you to have this. You may have a Bible. We're going to give you another one. This is so amazing. So amazing. While they're doing this, let's testify. Come on. Let's go. You turn. You turn. Let's sing it. You turn morning to dancing. If that's your story.
you may be brand new to our church, we just want you to know, and I, I think you've seen it from the beginning, uh, we are passionate followers of Jesus because of what he's done for us. We're not happy and we're all in. We're not going to get more excited anywhere else or about anything else more than the grace of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the power of Jesus. So we're going to celebrate. I want the choir. Come on back up. And, and we're, we're just going to have a praise party for just a moment.
blessed by the presence of God and that it's going to go with you throughout this week. We would love to know that you're here, whether in person or online, and you can do that by using our QR code. So just get out your phone, open your camera app, point it right there. It's going to ask you for a couple of pieces of information there. Once you fill that out, it's going to list all the incredible events we have coming up here at the assembly. We're going to highlight a few of those for you, but you can get more information there and get registered for those. I think I've caught my breath up. Here we go. I'm going to try to get through this. Hey, if you are interested in knowing everything that's going on here at the assembly, we've got a class that's the next step for you. It's called Growth Track. It's a four-step process. We're starting right after this service. Hey, if you don't have Easter lunch plans, we've got a catered lunch. We've got child care provided. We'll be here for about an hour, and we're going to lead you right through all the things that are going on here and how you can be involved here at the assembly. All right, for all the ladies in the house, we are two weeks away from Woo. our Rise Women's Woo. Conference. Yes. I know lots of you are signed up, registered, ready to go. If you're not, we would love to have you there. It's going to be Saturday, April the 17th, right down at our Rose District campus from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get all the information you need online at theassembly.org slash rise. Over this weekend, we've had dozens of people make decisions to follow Christ, to rededicate their life. It's amazing what God has done this weekend. And we like to celebrate that by having a water baptism service as soon afterward as we So in two weeks or three weeks from today, you're gonna have an opportunity to be baptized on that weekend. You'll get the information there on the screen. In weekend of April the 24th and 25th, we'll be having baptism services in all of those services. We'd love for you to be a part of that. You can get signed up even today, as you see there on the screen. All right, guys, so the very best week of summer is coming up. Yes. And you do yes. not want to miss it. Yes. Yeah. Surge Week 2021 is for kids ages four yes. through the fifth grade. This is the very best of VBS and camp rolled into one incredible week. And we are so excited that this stage is going to come to life with characters that are going to lead your kids in learning the truth of who God is, the truth of his word. There'll be hands-on activities, fun and games throughout. Ooh. Make sure you get your kiddos registered. So it's just $10 per child. It's going to be happening at both campuses simultaneously, June 28th through the 30th. So again, get online, get them registered. It's going to be a phenomenal week. Right. In a moment, as we close service, you're going to have an opportunity to give in the offering today. If you're in the room, you'll be able to do that at the stations by the door. If you are online or you'd like to give digitally, you can see that on the screen there. And I want to just say a word of blessing over us as we head into the Easter day. It has been an amazing weekend here at the Assembly. This is an amazing place to call our church home, and I'm so glad that you're with us today. Let's go to the Lord. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity we have to celebrate your resurrection. There's power in celebrating your resurrection, God, because your comeback story is the greatest comeback story of all. 
And Lord, I thank you for the stories that were written that we, we chronicled even today in video. But I thank you for the stories that started today as a result of the decisions that were made for life change, God. And Lord, I just pray as we go into this week that you charge us up with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we pray in your powerful name that you go with us as we celebrate Easter. In your powerful name, your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Happy Easter, everybody.